Sunday night, 7 o'clock, time for another edition of the Sports Phone here on KZYX. This is one of the more bizarre layouts I think we've ever had for the Sports Phone. It's normally it's normally me, I'm Jerry, I'm in Oregon, Jim's in the studio in Philo. That's not the case. So normally what happens in that situation, because Jim's up hanging out with me, it would be I'm here in, in Portland, I'm Jerry, Jim would be right next to me here in, Port, in Portland, here. and then we would have someone in the studio in Philo, man in the show, but that's not the case. I don't know what's going on. Eddie's hanging out in Eddie. Where are you? You're in Talmadge. Yeah, I'm. I'm in our uh, Talmadge studio uh, on the MC at, at in the MCOE uh, uh, compound in uh, Talmadge, uh, California, just out of Ukiah. I love it. As long as the show works, I don't really care where anybody is. So let me let me introduce. Ed, this is Eddie. Eddie's the engineer tonight from Talmadge. That's uh, right. Hello, folks. I'm sitting in my favorite seat. The Portland sports bar phone. Sportsman phone. Sport, <laughs> the Portland sports phone bar. It's solid redwood milled in Compte, California, and I'm sitting at that with co-host Jerry. Yeah, Jerry, and, and so for for a little bit of context there, uh, at my house, which is where I do the sports phone from every every week, uh, we have a little bar set up, or a pretty nice bar. I wouldn't call it a little one set up, and then. When there's two people up here, we come and do the sports phone out in the bar instead of in my my little home studio that I have built because it's easier. But it's it's a really good setup, so it's all, always nice to have Jim up here. We we did a lot today, dude. Before we even get into the show here, you, there was a lot of work done at this house today, and it's well, and and for for listeners, I am not the most handy person. I will 100% admit I, it. I can back up that. You can you can confirm that. So a lot of the projects they wait until you show up. Well, we're building a deck on the south facing. Uh, entryway to Jerry's house. The, his only deck is is where it's really cold on the north side, which is very nice in the summer because it's nice and cool back there. So it's coming we along. build a deck. Rachel's mom, I mean, I mean, Jerry's mom, Rachel, she weeded this whole yard. I mean, it's it's very exciting. It's yeah. great to have a project in uh, two different states. Yeah, absolutely. I, I appreciate all the let's work you guys. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So welcome, everybody, to the Sports Phone. Um, if you are new to this show, let me give you a quick rundown of what's going to be going on for the next hour or so. Um, very simply put, this is an open forum sports talk show. Uh, Jim and I are sports fans. We've been coaches, athletes, fans, anywhere in the world of sports. We've been associated with it in some way, in some kind of position or fashion. We talk about sports all the time. Off the air, we just like to spend this one hour a week uh, bringing that conversation to the KZYX uh, listening audience. We want to talk about sports Whatever the topic, wherever it is in the world, we want to hear about it and talk about it as long as it is going on in sports in some way, shape, or form. We don't care if it's professional, college, high school, international stuff, questions, comments, controversies, news stories, whatever it is, Jim and I want to talk about it. And more important than that, we want you, the listeners, to drive the show and pick the topic. So if you've got something you want to talk about, we want you to give us a call and we want to hear about it and we want to talk about it. And again, this is an open forum sports show whatever's on your mind we want to hear about it as long as it's going on in the world of sports but before we get started for today uh we have a guest and i this is a special guest uh in the sense of and then i'll, I'll kind of hand it off to jim and let him take care of it or let him kind of introduce our guest for today but jim this is our our first champion that we have ever had on the show as a guest 
This is our. I, this is. We it's, went back and looked. This, this is our this first is, champion. Um, yeah, you, you caught me a little off guard there because I'm all ready to say we haven't had a guest like this before. Um, and what's really, really rare, uh, first of all, our guest is Aaron Ford. He's a Ukiah High School baseball, uh, varsity baseball coach. I remember Jerry said, hey, we got to follow NCS. It's, it's playoff time. Who's, who's there in softball? Who's there in baseball? So Jerry quickly pulled Googled about uh, uh, seven days ago and said, well, Ukiah's still in it. Hey, look at this. They beat the eight and they beat the nine. So I'm thinking well, they are the nine. They beat the one. They were the nine. They beat the eight. Then they beat the one. And I was like, well, you know, they got a tough way to go. You know, they still got to play the two or the three or maybe both. And all of a sudden, they won their next game. And then all of a sudden, they're the NCS champions. I don't think – I know we haven't had one before. And I also think it's very rare in NCS to uh, for a nine seed ever to win any any sport. So we, we we think that is is very uh, it's well, let's, but special. Let's, yeah, let's get Aaron on. All right. So, so Aaron is the high school. You know, Aaron's bio is so ex- he's coached in Fort Bragg at the middle school and the high school. He's coaching Ukai. He's coached from semi pro ball. Let's see what he has to say. Aaron, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, gentlemen. So before Aaron, we start. Hey, before we start, I, I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity for me to give a shout-out to uh, Wildcat Baseball, the coaching staff, and the players. And and uh, so I appreciate this opportunity, so thank you. Oh, ab- absolutely. No, it's it's a pleasure. We love bringing on the local schools to highlight them and, and highlight their successes. Uh, that was something that, Aaron, I don't know how much we, we kind of got into it, but that was one of the big reasons we started the show was we just thought that, local high school sports didn't in the, in the Mendocino County area just didn't get the coverage that we thought it deserved. And we wanted to, to bring that, bring that to the forefront a little bit more. So my first question, and this is probably the most generic champion question you'll ever get is, has it sunk in yet that you guys were a nine seed and pulled it off and, and won the section? Uh, no, it hasn't sunk in. It, it's been kind of a, a surreal moment. Um, you know, my, it, it, it's, we, we've been going out at it one game at a time and, you know, playing, playing Saturday was, was where we were at and we needed to be there and we were, uh, when we won it, you know, everybody's talking about NorCal's and all this stuff. And I'm like, well, I, I don't even know what you're talking about because, one, we had to win the sectional championship to even think about NorCal's. Um, we were a nine seed. We were underrated. We felt disrespected in, in a little way with a few things. And, um, you know, I was, I was still in game mode with, with where we were at with, with the game itself at the mercy roll. And, and next thing I know, I'm getting water splashed on my back by a couple of ball players, and we were celebrating and holding a banner and a trophy. So, um, now I have, I have, you know, text messages and, and my old teammates and, and alumni and past players and parents. And, uh, you know, I, I had to drive my wife home 
and and my children home from the game and and we were once again on the road uh had to post stuff to facebook because you know I, that's my responsibility and and then let alone the phone calls and then trying to figure out how am i going to get to granite bay uh and go play a four seed in the norcal tournament uh so, so have i really been have i had the opportunity to celebrate uh no, I'll celebrate later on. It's my job to get these guys prepared and ready to go, and that's where my focus is. So, uh, so you mentioned a little bit, right? Kind of, you dropped it in there a little bit. Like, feel you said you felt a little bit disrespected when the bracket came out. When at this level, compared to you know where I went to high school in Mendocino, these are the schools that I only heard of in passing and maybe saw them in summer league just because it wasn't the kind of schools that Mendocino or Point Arena are, are going to play, like teams like Marin Catholic and Windsor and Redwood and, and all these bigger schools. What what was your kind of reaction when you first saw the bracket come out? Like, okay, we're the nine seed, we're playing vintage. What, what was your kind of read on the rest of the bracket after it came out, before the playoffs even started? Well, you know, we, we knew because, of where our record was, I mean, the North Bay League, Oak Division, and also, you know, the Redwood Division, there's there's good teams all the way around it. But the Oak Division is probably one of the toughest leagues to play in. And to be in that Oak Division, you have to be on your A game every, every league game that you have because it's short. We only play two games. Of, you know, we play each other twice. And, you know, you... you there's no innings off. It's every pitch. And, you know, we ended up third place. There was a co-champion between Windsor and Newman. And, you know, two really quality teams along with us. And, I mean, even, you know, even Maria Carrillo and, and Rancho Catati, I mean, they're, they're all good programs. And so if we had had 17 wins, I guess the NCS would have looked at it totally different, but we were 16 and nine. And, you know, we, we were on a skid a little bit with, with the, the league playoff. And, you know, we, we kind of bit the bullet at the end, but, um, I, I kind of knew that we were going to not be in the top eight. I didn't think that. I was hoping for a seven or an eight to get a home game. I think, you know, the Oak Division is a solid, solid league. And, but we didn't. Um, you know, the NCS put Windsor, who was co champ, who beat Newman with their state ranking in the top, you know, at one time they were in the top 10 in the state in Division Two baseball. And Windsor goes, they beat them twice. And they get a number two seed and on the road, you know. So I, I mean, the rewarding of the NCS to our our league uh, just kind of sends a message. And and now with Newman winning the Division Three section um, and us, I hope that that sends kind of a message. But you know, it, it put us it put a sour taste in our boys, and you know, we were we had to play on the road and. You know, we played really well at home, uh, but on the road, it, it, it was a tough, tough early on uh, journey. So, you know, I, I, 
I think we just kind of turned it around. It was something that we couldn't control. Um, you know, we, we have a saying, we, we control our controllables. And, you know, kind of like the weather, we can't control that. We can't control the umpires. We can't control the fans. We sure in the heck can't control the NCS and a bunch of people that don't know or come out and watch and see the caliber of baseball that Ukiah or the, the NBL does. So we're farther north, no different than, you know, uh, St. Bernard's or Arcata or, or Eureka. I mean, they don't know. But, you know, we, we have to go out there and, and play. And that's what we did. And I'm really proud of the boys. I like to jump in here, and, and it's sort of changing the subject, but it's all part of the momentum. I mean, th- think about this. You, you're the number nine seed. You went all the way, and you win NCS. Not only that, but there's barely been sports for the last two years. We started two sure. years ago. Baseball was over. Yeah. Last year, you probably, you know, because of COVID, last year you probably squeezed in a the pathetic season. And now, all of a sudden, your NCS champs. The, the, I mean, how did COVID and, and the energy being back on the field, how did that seem? I mean, it had to feel something different coming back from COVID. Well, you guys know Mendocino, was, Mendocino County was locked down for a long time. And, you know, it, it, it was tough. And, you know, like other schools, and, and I, I – personally experienced it where COVID was happening in reality, but there were schools doing their thing off campus, away from their venue and finding a place to play. And, you know, for, for me, um, I live in a, you know, Ukiah is a small valley, a small rural community. And, you know, you can almost sneeze and everybody knows exactly who, who, who did it. Right, so um, there's only two ballparks in Ukiah. Well, actually, three: Mendocino College, one at Ukiah High School, and Anton Stadium. And Anton Stadium is our home field. So um, we were locked down for a while, and it—I mean, it, if there was going to be a team that had worked super hard, it was the class of 2020, and. You know, it was heartbreaking to see these guys work as hard as they did and, and hit COVID three games into it and knowing what Ukiah baseball had worked hard to be and then COVID hit. Um, it took five, six months to to be able to get a ball out of the shed. And, you know, luckily the city of Ukiah rec department, uh, I call him Coach Smallcomb. He was my coach in Mendocino, and I worked with him as, as a coach. And, you know, he was in charge of the sports rec department. He's like, Aaron, we got we to gotta get something going. And I'm like, I'm all for it. And so we were I, – I grabbed all my coaches and we created our, our pods or, you know, our, our little groups of eight, including a coach. And we, we took two nights a week. And the age groups were, you know, the age between eight and – 13, because at that time, COVID had less restrictions on the younger kids in comparison to the teenagers. Mm-hmm. And so we did that from June until August. And I called up Coach Smallcomb. I was like, Coach, when, when do I get to see my guys? Yeah. When, when when do I see the guys that the reason why I'm coaching, right? And 
not not just I mean I enjoyed the time with the young kids but but it's like when do I see my guys who are struggling yeah where, where do I get that opportunity and so we worked it out and by the end of of August we created our our groups with them our cohorts and you know we we designated you know four groups and four different coaches took those groups uh, one night a week and then eventually we got to 12 kids and then you know 14 kids and and two nights a week instead of one and and uh, you know we made it we made the best of it to get them out of the house to get them active, to be able to see their friends. Um, you know, and I, I take a lot of pride in the fact that our coaches were willing to take that time and, and you know, during COVID and, and the pandemic, it was we just tried to be as safe as we possibly could and, and just get the guys active. And, you know, let alone it was just a baseball thing, it was more just a mental health scenario. And, uh, you know, every, everybody was affected differently, but the majority of our guys, you know, when you, when you're, when you've been doing something for so long, it's kind of hard to just shut it off. And when you don't have those avenues and those, those stress releasers, um, you know, a lot of anxiety and a lot of frustration and anger builds up. And, you know, so our, so we, as a coaching staff tried to, you know, appease the city with working with the younger kids, and, and we really enjoyed that. Um, we see the growth in the Little League right now. Uh, we've had more teams in the Little League right now than we've had in many years, and partially due to, you know, kids just needing to be active. So I'm, I'm super excited to see the growth in our small community uh, about baseball and softball. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I hope I answered your question. Oh yeah, for sure. No, no, no. That's 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 definitely I think where, where Jim was looking for there. So kind of last kind of question I had to kind of wrap things up here. Uh I wanna we talked a lot about the bracket, looking, you know, talking about what had happened, looking ahead, you're heading down to the Sacramento area on Tuesday to play Granite Bay. Um I guess the way I would ask this question is, what's Granite Bay getting into? In the sense of, the other way I would ask that question is, if someone has never seen a game of Ukiah baseball before, what are the key things that like would make you guys kind of stand out that really define this team? Like, what what is Granite Bay in for on Tuesday? Well, I, I don't. You know, I mean, we're a pretty gritty group of guys, and you know, we we worked on the mental portion of the game a lot. Um, I, I think that one thing is, you know, something that young kids and even college and professional athletes, you know, they work on the the physicality of the game, uh, knowing the game, the knowledge of the game, the baseball IQ, but they don't really work on what it takes to be a professional athlete or somebody that can control their emotions in an uncomfortable situation. So we kind of have a, a motto of, you know, being comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Mm -hmm. And we've worked a lot on, you know, our breathing and our mental focus. And, you know, we just got to go in and and do our part. We need to be patient. Um, You know, I'm sure we're going to see some big donkey up there that throws mid-80s to high-80s. And, and, you know, we got to ride it out. We have to have really good approaches at the plate. 
we have to be efficient on our our ball and strike, you know, portion of it on, on the pitcher's standpoint. Um, we have to play catch. We have to play solid defense. And, and you know, that's one reason why we're where we're at right now. It's because of our pitching and our defense. Our, our ball strike ratio uh, transformed into something nuclear, uh, you know, against vintage. And then we ride it into Marin Catholic and face the number one. And, you know, we played solid defense. We, we made some great plays. Uh, we pitched. Uh, we got a run early in the game, and we just took care of business. And, and then, you know, I mean, it's been pitching and defense. I mean, that's what wins games anyways. Uh, it's not about the rah-rah stuff, uh, but I hope that they play loud music. I hope they chant. I hope they go ape crazy that being Granite Bay, and, and I hope they underestimate us. Um, I hope that they throw their number two or their number three guy. And, <laughs> yep. you know, yep. I, I mean, I hope they look past us, you know, because we're just a measly old North Coast section champion, and, and you know, they're from Ukiah. They're, you know, we got to travel four. we got to take a school bus four hours away. Yep. And, yep. you know, they get to live in their backyard and they get to go to the batting cages and do their lunchtime stuff that most schools do. We don't, but they, they, they will because it's NorCal region and, you know, they're going to find a way to go swing the bat and, and be prepared. But, um, whatever, uh, yeah. we, we still got to show up. Yep. We got to uh, ride the bus together. You know, I'm fortunate enough to have the guys on the bus yeah. and, you know, um, so we'll go and we'll give it our, our U-Town expectation of going in and competing. And that's our job. Go and compete, take care of the baseball, do the five months, throw strikes, hit the ball hard, play catch, run the bases intelligently and aggressively and, and have a great team focus from the dugout all the way for our fans. And hopefully we get the same reaction from our fans as we have the last week and a half. It's been phenomenal. So, yeah, it's, it's wonderful to talk to you. We're going to cut it off here and move on with the sports phone. But best, but best of luck the rest, the rest of the way. I, I'm going to be keeping an eye on it. It's, it's really cool to see a local team win NCS. Uh, we, we really do wish you best of luck the rest of the way. And, and thank you so much for, for spending some time talking to us about this program. Hey, I appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity. And you, you guys enjoy each other, and hopefully you guys don't have to do too much uh, yard work in the future together. <laughs> Thanks, All Aaron. Right? I really appreciate it. Thank I'll you so much. You. Okay, right. we'll go give them heck. Good deal. That was Aaron Ford, head coach of Ukiah High School Baseball, NCS section champions in Division Two. For a little bit of context, that is the second biggest uh, in terms of school enrollment in California, Division One being the highest, Division Two right up below that. Uh, Ukiah will head to Granite Bay, which is, I took a look, it's like a little east of Sacramento. Uh, they are the four seed in the NorCal Regional Tournament, and they'll take on Granite Bay. That is a four o'clock first pitch on Tuesday, if anyone wants to make the trek out to the Sacramento area. All right, we are taking calls at 707-895-2448. That was one excited coach talking yeah. there. And uh, Well, you get to give him a platform, right? I mean, we, that was that we, was a huge part of the what whole we want to do. Here is we let this guy talk. If he talked, he, he, that was from his heart, Chair. Yeah. And uh, I, I encourage right now, if there's any Ukiah fans any ukiah players 707-895-2448 tell us what you think 
How about parents? Any any parents of Ukiah players that have seen this team play? Give us a call. Tell us what tell us what you think. Anybody else wants to call? 707-895-2448. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hi. This is Sally. Hey Sally, what's going on? It's been a while since we've heard from you. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm I'm still out here. So <laughs> what's going I'm on? wondering about a um serious discussion about lawyers, um, whoever it's going to be. Yeah. Who's going to win? If you're watching that Celtics game, Sally, don't say a word. I've got it taped. I'm watching it after the sports. Yeah, Jim gets real paranoid about this. I got it. (laughs) So here's here's my my take on it It, in terms of who's going to win. Before I even kind of talk about like that part, I just think it's really cool to see the Warriors back as much as I, I like watching them lose and I, I rooted against them a lot it's really cool to see them back at full strength playing really really well again uh, to see that they still have it in them I don't know if this is kind of their last run so to speak uh, like if this is their last hurrah or if they've got something after this year but it's really really cool to see them playing well again I think they match up well with either team and uh, my thing with the Warriors is and I've, I've just it's bit me so many times doubting them when you shoot the ball as well as they do and they can have a a 15 point deficit turn into an eight point lead in the span of just a couple of minutes i think they they can beat anyone and i think they match up well with both these teams whether whether it's miami or or boston i, I think it's a good matchup for either one of them and I, I think they have a good chance i got a funny take on it sally i'm a avid my whole life laker fan and I can't believe I'm cheering for the Celtics. I mean, that's like that's like a Yankee. <laughs> it's like unheard of. I don't know why I want to see Boston play. It's because you want to see the Warriors State. lose. And that's I wanna, that's I why. See, I, I just have a feeling that that Boston can beat Golden State, and and I like watching Boston play. I have nothing real scientific. You know, I, I watched the I watched the second half. Of, of that game on Thursday. No, was it, no, it was Friday. Anyway, the last game, I wasn't impressed with either the Celtics or, or the Miami team. It, it, it's funny that you mentioned that, Sally, because I haven't been impressed with very many teams at all in the playoffs this year in, in the sense of like, there, there's, well, even them though, like they got blown out a yeah, bunch of times. True. Like it's, it's been so hard to get a sense and be impressed by anybody. Because there's been so many games that haven't been close. Like, I, the, the yeah. biggest example, I think the culmination of that in the entire playoffs was Phoenix losing to Dallas at home in a game seven by 50 points. And it's just, there's been yeah. so many blowouts. It's been so hard yeah. to gate. Well, it's going to be real interesting. Yeah. But no, I, I think to, to answer your, your original question, I think the Warriors have as good a shot as, as anybody left in the playoffs. When they've got a, a really good player, in I mean, they've got a bunch of really good players, but they have one of the, they I'd do. say, top three players left in Steph Curry, and a team like that, they get hot. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to keep up with them. There's nobody that's gonna be able to outscore the Warriors left in the playoffs. And I think they've been playing good defense too. Yeah, yeah, and that that's been an underrated part of them since Steve Kerr's been their coach. Like they've been a top, e- even in their down years, like last year when they you know didn't make it into the playoffs and lost in the playing game. I'm pretty sure they were a top five defensive team. Like that's that's always yeah. flown under the radar with them, but they're a very good defensive team. Yeah. yeah. 
right. Thank you. Thank you, Sally. The call. Thank you. Thank you. Eight nine five two four four eight. I believe the lines are open. Yeah, give us a call. Lines are open. Anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports? About half an hour left on the show here. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Um, while we're waiting for another call, Jim, before I pass the baton over to you, uh, wanted to make sure we got our local shout outs out of the way. Um, so the other team that made a really deep run locally in uh, high school sports uh, was Fort Bragg softball, uh, that they were the three seed going into the playoffs in the North Coast section for Division four, which is kind of right in that middle range in terms of enrollment size. They made it all the way to the finals uh, as the three seed, taking down a bunch of good schools, uh, St. Vincent to Paul, Del Norte. And then made the trip up to Humboldt County, lost to McKinleyville three to two in a heck of a ball game. From from what I heard, it was a really really good game. Uh, and they uh, they finished second in the North Coast section. So I just wanted to give a shout out to them as well because uh, again we'd love to focus on and highlight as many of those local programs as possible. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. Give us a ring if you got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. And until we get another call, Jim, you've got the big list over there that that oh, I can I barely all, read. What do you got? For I got all kinds of lists here. Uh, this day, what is it? May twenty ninth, twenty ninth, the day before my wife's birthday. See, I, I just make sure everyone knows I remember my wife's birthday. <laughs> May twenty ninth, nineteen twenty two, on May twenty ninth, the U.S. Supreme Court said baseball was a sport and not a business, so they didn't have to follow the antitrust laws. Now. I think we've come a long way since then, Jer. Wouldn't you say? I mean, I think baseball's just a sport or is it could be a business. Well, I think that the league is a business. I think professional baseball is a business that makes money, but at its core, it, it's a sport. Uh, looks like we just had a call, uh, and we looks like we may have lost you there, so please give us a call back, 707-895-2448. You know, it's funny. I don't know how much of a rabbit hole we want to go down here. Can you even define what an antitrust law is? It, it uh, Ex- exactly like it, 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 it means you can't have a monopoly. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, I, I think all professional sports leagues are a business. Absolutely. But the sport itself is not a business. It no. seems like it's more of a business from what I hear in 1922 versus what it is in 2022 what was that 100 years that was a long time ago what else you got on your list 19 in the may 29th 1954 diane leather there's a name for it diane leather in 1954 that's the year i was born so that was 68 years ago first woman to run the mile in less than five minutes go ahead jerry i love that i can barely do it in 10 hello caller you're on the air Caller, are you there? I am. Hey, Vince, what's going on? Oh, not much, guys. How are we doing tonight? Oh, you know, hanging in there, trying to make sure I don't see the score of the game by mistake and pass it along to Jim by accident. Well, you you can rest assured I will not uh, spill that. Um, but I do love the fact that Sally called and brought up the NBA. I was like, great. I don't have to be the guy to do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Vince, am uh, I wrong? Sorry. Have the playoffs been boring? Am I wrong? Um, yes and no. And here, here's my take on that: is Golden State's not boring. Golden sure. State's fun to watch. I don't care who they're playing. That's a fun team to watch. The way they move without the ball, 
it, yes, they run pick and roll offense, but on that pick and roll, there's like two other cutters. You know, there's people doing stuff. I'm sick and tired of watching Miami and Boston have three guys spotted up and run a pick and roll, and it's or it's a one on one, and four guys are spotting up. I'm like, I, I, that's boring to me. The style of basketball is kind of boring on a lot of these teams, Jerry. Um, I thought Denver was fun to watch. And I will say this, yes, Golden State has been blown out, but Golden State's been blown out in games that they were closing a team out in a series they were basically dominating and going back home to to actually close it out. So lack of effort was part of that. Sure. You know, Vince, um, I just want to jump in here because I talk to Jerry about this all the time. And you answered – you answered his question, but was he what? What I think Jerry was really getting at is I may not ask the question well. Yeah, is it? You is did. it? You did. He said it's it's not that interesting this year because there's so many blowouts, not because of style of play. Well, I took it to style of play, Jim, and I got yeah. the fact that the the blowouts are there because if you can figure out for one game how to stop the style of play, it's a blowout, and that's what Golden State and Dallas was, right? Like. The only time Dallas won a game was when they finally hit three-pointers. You know, yeah. everybody says Golden State's a three-point team, but they beat Dallas by dominating them in the paint. Yeah. And one game, one game, Dallas shot well from three-point range, yeah. and they won. You know, it's- so you figured out how to beat a style of play, and you, you beat the team. So, yes, it has been kind of a dull, boring-ish playoffs because people can figure out these you know, kind of boring styles of play and beat them four times you know, before the other team wins three. I mean, that's just, it, it's simple, as Jim would like to say, math. Yeah, and it's it's funny, Vince, to kind of go off what you said, and this is the way, you, you praise the Warriors there, and it's it's easy because they, they're so good at it, but they are definitely an outlier in terms of style of basketball nowadays. Yeah. And this, and this yeah. is not just in the NBA. This is... I see it in college. I see it at high level high school basketball where I was coaching. I see it in low level high school basketball that that I low level meaning smaller schools where there isn't the and this is a a real high horse that I'm about to get on here, but there isn't an emphasis on ball movement and screening away and just it's it's so much one on one and so yep. much pick and roll and it, I this is a very basketball centric kind of topic, but. I, it's just the where basketball is gone, and the Warriors are an outlier to that. They, they're they're against what the norm is nowadays. Uh, and 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 to, to use that to go against your other comments you made, where you you know this might be the Warriors' last run. I, I disagree on that because have you seen their bench? Yeah, have it's you good. seen the nine, the nineteen year olds and twenty three year olds they have coming off the bench that are ridiculous and are learning how to play that style of basketball? I mean, obviously, the the Warriors when 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 Green and Curry and Thompson all fall off, like we'll take a bit of a dive. But Kaminga and Moody and Poole and it, it, that's a good core right there. Like that's a nice little trio of guards. So that's a pretty solid team going forward. You know, I think more teams should take upon that model. You know, you want to use athleticism the right way. Well, give them space to operate. You know, I mean, Andrew Wiggins has become a superstar because he's been a spread out of offense. Yeah. It, so, r- real quick, this is one of my favorite little stories. One of my really, really good friends uh, when I was living in Arizona, he's from Minnesota, 
and he can't stand Andrew Wiggins because he was so bad on the Timberwolves, and he can't stand him even sure. more now that he's good in Golden State. It's uh, it's so it's so, it's so good. You, you got any reason to cheer against Golden State? I I I, I can't wait. <laughs> I hope the finals go seven games just so I can watch the Warriors. I just people take me wrong. I love watching the Warriors play. You just like to watch them lose. Yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I like watching. I can say I like. And I want to be clear. I'm not. A, I'm not a Warriors fan. I don't. I don't have an NBA team because I didn't grow up with one. You know, like I don't have a Florida team when I grew up. There wasn't the Heat. There wasn't the Magic. But even then, I'm not sure if I would have been a fan back then. Like it's. I just like good basketball. You know, and to me, they're on all the time, so I get to watch them all the time, and they actually play a fun style of basketball. Yeah. So it kind of works out. But yeah. Interesting. That was, I just thought it was fun that Sally brought that up, and I didn't have to, but we still got to talk about it. And I do love the interview. Man, what a passionate coach. Way to go, Ukiah. And that was fun stuff. I love the local stuff being kept up. And, uh, yeah, um, hopefully you guys have another topic coming up, and uh, I'll, I'll tune in. Good stuff. Thanks, Vince. Seven zero seven nine five two four four eight. Got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports? Give us a call seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. That is the top, the number to call if you've got anything going on in the world of sports you you want to talk about. Jim, normally I make I let you pick the topics. Can I hijack that for for once? All right, go ahead. I, this is one that it got me. One as a Raider fan, it it got me. Oh, and and. And the other reason it got me is because I think it's a very interesting topic where we stand now in from a societal and cultural standpoint. I, I think it blends together a, a lot of things here. I'm pretty um, sure no, I know where you're going with this. Yeah. One. So, so Colin Kaepernick, a name that I think has gone through a lot of eras in terms of what he was known for. At, at first, he was known for the uh being this really really explosive unique quarterback for the san francisco 49ers was top five arguably quarterback in the nfl um that was how he started he then his career really pivoted in the very very early stages i think of the relationship between social justice movements and sports he was one of the very kind of early, early athletes that kind of took a stand on these types of things, specifically taking a knee during the national anthem. But it was, bef- it was before he started doing it very early on before anyone really knew how to handle it almost where it was For just, sure. it, it was very, very early. So his career then kind of left football for a long time. Um, that was back in 2016 was the last time I believe he was dressed in an NFL uniform. He kind of disappeared for a while and from football, not from the, again, the kind of social justice, social activism world. He's been very, very uh, active in that. But at the same time of staying involved in that, he also has continued to say, hey, I'm ready to go. If a football team needs me, I'm ready to go. And he's posted videos and he's posted, you know, clips of him online, like working out, staying active. He's in good shape. He's only 34 years old. This is all kind of coming to the Las Vegas Raiders uh, last week gave him a workout. And this was the Raiders just started their their kind of training camp situations. And they gave him a workout. They haven't signed him yet. Uh, but everything points to the workout went really well. 
Uh, Jim, I know you're not a big kind of football guy from the standpoint of, you know, just the ins and outs of the game, but I guess I'll start with you there. Reaction to the Raiders giving him a workout. Would you sign him if you were a coach? Uh, would you bring him on? What are, what are your thoughts on, on Kaepernick getting this workout and, and possibly getting another crack at the NFL? I love when the sports superstars use their platforms yeah i guess is the right right word um for especially for topics and and issues that i feel strongly about right so when when he took a knee basically let's keep it real simple to protest the racial injustice in the united states i was cheering him on all the way i am surprised jer that he hasn't been back on the field. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's lots of people that want to see him back on the field, but you know, they say that there, there's a certain kind of owner in the NFL, kind of coaching the NFL. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong that, that he wouldn't be a big draw, but I think the Raiders, um, and, and the Bay, well, Las Vegas, <laughs> he gets hard. You still think about it. Still. I still think of, um, the, a lot of Raider fans. I think they would support him being back. Well, and, and the Raiders have a history of this also. And this was something I kind of went back and looked history at. History of what? Uh, making this type of decision as an organization. So they were the first NFL team to hire a black NFL head coach. Oh. They were the first NFL team to start a Hispanic quarterback. So, they're not unfamiliar with kind of dipping their toe into these kind of socio social ish, like it types type of situations. Um, the football standpoint is the one that's really kind of baffling to me as a passive fan of the NFL where Colin Kaepernick, there's, I guess there's a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL, like relative to the, the, the highest level talent. There's a lot of really bad quarterbacks. And if Kaepernick is, half of what he was six years ago he's better than maybe half the league so i i don't think it's a football stamp standpoint and his talent that's been in question I, i've always looked at this as if a team is going to sign colin kaepernick and i would love to see a team sign him. i i think he deserves a chance i think he was kind of ostracized from the league because of his social movement activism which is not a good thing in my opinion, but I think that's what happened. Um, I, I think the decision that a team has to make, and I hope the Raiders make the right decision here is, is having a backup quarterback who's going to be national news, be, not because of his football, but because of his presence in terms of social justice and social equality movements. Is that worth the public relations and the media attention that they're going to have to deal with? And I, I, I sure hope the answer to that is yes, because from a, a pure quarterback standpoint, I think he's as good as plenty of backups in the NFL. And then from a, from a social kind of activism and social justice standpoint, I think he's uh, uh, one of the most well-known athletes that has put his name out there for these types of movements. Good. So I, I, I really hope that whether it's the Raiders or somebody else, I, I hope somebody gives him a shot because I think he helps them. He helps any team from a football standpoint. And I, I don't think that, I don't think there's any baggage signing him. I don't think there's bad publicity with signing him. And I think he can further his platform as well. Going back to what you said about how 
athletes can use their platform. If he gets back on an NFL team, I think he's able to do that as well. I think there's a lot of NFL coaches that, that even if he was better than he is, I, I don't think they would take him. Yeah. Uh, hello, caller. You're on the air. Yeah, I'm really happy to hear that. This is Burton, by the way. Hey, Burton. Hi, Burton. I'm really happy to hear you talk about the fact that, you know, Colin Kaepernick is worlds better than lots of the other guys that have retained jobs during this period of time that he's been out of work. And so, obviously, they're not looking at his ability. They're looking at him being a troublemaker. So, Burton, it's funny. I, I was looking at, when I saw the story that, that the Raiders brought him in for a workout, I looked at their list of quarterbacks. I don't know who anybody is on the Raiders roster other than Derek Carr, who's their starter. I've never heard of any other quarterback. And he, I think if you go look at other teams, it's the same thing. And that's where I just go back to. He's only 34. That's a little bit on the old side, but it's not extreme. If he's, like I said, half of what he was six years ago, you could argue he could start for some teams. So, I think it's 100% the the other side of it, where I just think there are so many teams that are scared of having to deal with the PR and media of having a backup quarterback who might be drawing more attention than the starter. And I don't, I don't like you it. To, I, that's the reality. You have to hire the guy that, you know, did time for, for you know, having dog fights. Yeah, exactly. Michael Vick got another chance. And so he it's did. like if, he if did he, and, and he's he's low down, man. <laughs> and yeah. Then, then anyway. The, go ahead, Burton. No, I I I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, I mean as you know in the past every now and then something will come up and I'll say, This day in sports, something political happened and I'm glad that you started that conversation instead of me this time. Yeah, for yeah. sure. No, no I, I, absolutely. Thanks, I always like cool guys. I, I have noticed Just over the years it. of the sports phone when, when Burton brings something up, usually other people call. And um, it was nice to bring that up. And um, I, I remember last week, Jerry, we actually got um, um, scolded a little bit yeah. for not bringing up the Br Brittany Griner soon, sooner. Is there anything new in that, in that one? Yeah. So uh, real quick, just to kind of put a knot on this so we don't, don't – don't, eject this, the topic too quick. I, I just want to kind of say one more time. I, I want someone to sign him. I'd be cool if the Raiders signed him. I, I would love it if somebody does because I, oh, I think he deserves he deserves a chance separate from the social side of things because I think he's still a very good quarterback. 
And I think again, from his, he gets the platform and he can further the causes that he works on. 707-895-2448. Give us a call if you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports. Anything in the world, any topics, pro, high school, professional, college, whatever it is. If you've got something you want to talk about, 707-895-2448. About 10 minutes and change left on the sports phone here. Um, yeah, so on the, the Brittany Griner topic, this is one that's, that's been interesting for me to, to research more over the last like kind of two weeks, two, three weeks, because I've been trying to find updates as you kind of asked for it. So kind exactly. of to, to reset this story, if someone's never heard of it, Brittany Griner, arguably the best player in the WNBA, uh, she got caught going through an airport in Russia with hash oil, has been detained. And I, I don't know if she's officially been charged, but she's facing what I what last I read up to 10 years in prison in Russia for carrying a controlled substance through an airport based on Russian rules. Um, she hit her 100 day mark in being in detention in Russia yesterday. So it's been 100 days since wow. she got caught at the airport. Um, there's been a petition that's gone through the WNBA. Uh, players have call, called for her release. Uh, there's a petition going around the the social or not social the the white house or not white house but the secretary of state's office has gotten involved i think they've sent people to visit a few times um so i think the next big thing we're waiting for really is the trial like whenever this actually goes to a trial but there's a lot of moving parts to this she's still being detained there's petitions going on and there's those other things as well uh yeah let's uh let's get this next call on hello caller you're on the air hey this is a little uh Change the subject. Uh, what do you guys think? And I don't know if you got hip to this guy, Terrence Crawford, uh, uh, the best pound for pound fighter in, in the U.S. And what if you have thoughts or if your callers want to call in and weigh in and how you think he's going to do against Errol Spence Jr. And uh, I'll take a comment off the air and maybe uh, see what your listeners think. Awesome. No, no, I appreciate the question. So Terrence Crawford, uh, boxer. Uh, he's won multiple championships uh, in the la- in three weight classes uh, as a boxer. Um, caller, I, I know you kind of you said you're taking your answer off the air. I'll be totally upfront with you. Boxing is I like to pride myself, and I don't have a I don't have a lot of blind spots in the sports world. Uh, boxing is one of them. So, um, so this just just to be clear, this isn't one of the new. I say new because when I no, this is not I mixed was, martial arts. This isn't UFC cage fighting. This is straight boxing. Straight boxing. I yeah. grew up with that. You know, I grew up in the you know Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson. It went where boxing was the only fighting sport. Mm-hmm. You had these gloves on. You know, it, it's all suddenly there was all this ultimate fighting and stuff. I, I've lost track of of boxing, but. Tell me something, Jer, about this this gentleman that he he asked about. Well, Terrence Crawford is thirty eight no, twenty nine knockouts. What, what weight group? Uh, he's won belts in three different weight classes. So he's so he's, he's, you have to go up, not down. You can go down. You could lose weight and go down. Why not? Oh, you had to yeah. lose weight though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he. It sounds like he's trying to get a fight scheduled with someone named Earl Spence Jr. for the welterweight championship. Um. And again, like I call her, I, that's as kind of as far as I can go with it. Uh, because like I said, it's just boxing is one of those things that's a little off my radar. I don't watch it. And I think it's because I'm just, I'm not into combat sports a ton. Um, I respect them. I think they're, they take a lot of, of effort as much as any other sport, but I just, I, I can't comment on it a ton just because I don't know the sports. Super well. So but it, I will say, and then I'll let you go here, Jim. 
someone that's 38 no with 29 knockouts i mean everyone's gonna you know somebody wants a crack at it right everyone wants to be the guy that beats the guy that's 38 no oh, right uh, like uh, someone wants a crack at that guy. so so what is uh, the, the caller did get off the the air pretty yeah. quick what is the uniqueness about this this fighter i don't know if there's so anything 38 no i i don't think there's anything necessarily unique about him other than he's 38 no and he's won championships in three different weight classes i think that that might be kind of unique but I, I i think it's more he's getting an opponent and you know the guy that wants to fight him is 28 no with 22 knockouts so you got a couple of undefeated fighters going into something like this so i i think that that's the the selling point um yeah when, when you're at the top i think in any sport when you're at the top of it which it sounds like this guy is everyone wants a crack at him and everyone wants to, to try to, to try to beat him and, and take a, take, take a, take their punch, so to speak. About six minutes, maybe a little bit less going on the sports phone here. Give us a call, 707-895-2448. If you've got anything you want to talk about going on in the world of sports, 707-895-2448. That's the number to call if you want to talk about anything in the next couple of minutes. Um, Jim, did you have, yeah, I say, did you have anything you wanted to follow up on with the Brittany Griner stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you forced me to bring it up. So I, ho- I hope you're prepared. <laughs> You picked this topic. I, I, know, go ahead. I, I know. Go ahead. Go ahead. What, what, what I heard you say is that there's a lot of people, social media, um, players, associations, that want her released. And yeah. I understand if, if my buddy was in jail in Russia was, or someone I, I related to in my, on my team, and I would want them. My question is, what is the reason that they think Brittany Griner should be? Because... In America, so, casual isn't that big a deal. So, but- so the reason, yeah, I, I can answer. I can actually answer that question. Okay. So, so, so the reason there's been this push to get her released is the State Department of the United States government, and I think that has trickled down to the players' association and teammates and stuff like that. Have from the beginning claimed that this is a wrongful detainment, in the sense of whoever's analyzing Russia's rules about drugs has said that she's been detained illegally based on those rules, oh, really? not based on United States rules. Based on Russia rules. Yeah, yeah. They're basically saying that she has not violated any rules. So, so they she singled her out. Yeah. And, and it, well, now yeah. we're getting into kind of speculation here yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but, yeah. but that's the, the general kind of consensus when I, when I look at it, um, is that, is that the, everyone has said from the United States government trickling down that she was detained illegally based on Russia rules. Uh, hello, caller, you're on the air. We'll give you a couple minutes here. Go ahead. It's on your mind. Oh, I, I love these last-minute phone calls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> clock's so, running. It's uh, the clock's running. How, how interesting do we, we all find it, do you, do you guys find it, that we just talked about Colin Kaepernick not being able to get a, a spot on an NFL team as a quarterback, knowing that he could potentially still be a starter for some teams because – he took a knee and, and joined social movements. Mm-hmm. But yet, Gabe Kapler comes out and says, I'm not going to come out of the dugout for the national anthem because I don't feel good about this country after the wake of the shooting. And there's not... We're losing your vents. What did you what did you not hear? No, I, I heard Vince, I think I heard enough uh, about so so Gabe Kapler, manager of the Giants, uh he did not come out of the dugout for the national anthem. 
kind of in support of uh, kind of well, not in support of anything, but in kind of protest of kind of the gun violence and, and the last mass shooting and how it's been handled. Um, Vince, yes. So kind of that was where I, I lost here a little bit. So kind of take a couple, take a little bit here, kind of reset. Like what was interesting about that to you? Say that one more time. Well, to me, just the comparison. Like I love what Kapler is doing. I support it. I love what Steve Kerr did. I support it. I'm just saying the comparison. We're just talking about a quarterback who's been out of the league for many years because it took social justice. You know, he took a knee at the anthem. And here's another guy doing the same thing, and it's being perceived so differently. You know, is it just because of the reasoning behind it? Or, you know, one's black, one's white? What what do we see here that is kind of, to me, I find it kind of interesting that there's such a different parallel of how it was uh, perceived by the public. You know, know, argued about by, by pundits, whatever. I, I can tell you what I hope the answer to this is, Vince. I hope the answer to this is it's because it's not as there isn't like it's not as much of a controversy anymore for for them to take a stand like this. That was what I hope the answer to this is, in the sense of like when Kaepernick did this, his his stuff, nobody knew first. how to handle it. He did it first, right. and now you know after this last mass shooting in in Texas, that we I think we got to wrap up here for time in a second, but. Now that we've this that we've come, you know, the six years prior to that now, it's like athletes and taking their position um is or or coaches, it's not it's it's not it's not as like controversial for them to do it's that. More so normalized. It's, it's normalized. More normalized, yes. So so yeah. I would hope that the reason Kapler got the exactly. attention in the form he did and Steve Kerr got the attention in the form that he did. And if you haven't, if, if there's any listeners that haven't seen Steve Kerr's comments about the shooting in Texas, go spend two minutes of your life watching that. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And remember, these protests by the manager for the Giants and by Steve Kerr are, are really rants and protests on the argument of gun control, not yeah. the shooting itself. Right, right, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, Vince, I, I hope that the answer to this is, and there's probably a much more pessimistic real answer, but my hope for the answer to this is it's, they're able to do it the way they are because Kaepernick had to deal with all the bad publicity when he started. He, he, he laid the groundwork in a exactly. way. Yeah. I, I hope so too, Jerry. Uh, I hate to bring that up in the last few minutes. Hopefully it can roll over to next week. Love sure. you guys. Be well. Yeah. Thanks, thanks Vince. Thanks. Got about two minutes left on the show here. So kind of wrap some stuff up. Uh, this will be our last May episode of the show or edition of the sports phone. We'll be uh, next one will be in April, which will be April. Jeez. Wait, no, no, it'll be June. It'll be June. <laughs> yes. Uh, like like to really quickly thank Aaron Ford one more time for for joining us, Ukiah High School baseball coach. Really looking forward to kind of seeing how they progress into the uh, the NorCal's. Jim, it's always a pleasure to have you at the bar here. Uh, it's it's always a different vibe when we can actually look at each other and have nonverbal cues. It's it's really different. Yeah, and it's and you have all all different ways to to uh, tell me what to do now yeah, when absolutely. you can just look at me yep. so you don't have to to text me. Yep. And uh, I, I do want to thank Eddie. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie. Thanks, Eddie. We'll call it there. Take us away. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.